Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host. Today, I have a, a different guest coming to us. Connect with this gentleman on LinkedIn. We were chatting back and forth. He's got a backend in real estate, which I'm very intrigued by and interested in and into a little bit. And we got talking and I said, hey, you'd be a, a great guest for the show. He's got a lot to share about running a business and a company uh, as well as real estate. So we'll get into a little bit of those things. But I have Stephen Nally on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to hear what you have to share today. Outstanding. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yes, sir. So first question, I keep the same. You know, this show is all about you. We want to learn about you and what you can bring to the table. Uh, we'll have some great takeaways from this episode. Let's start by learning about who you are. What's your background? Where you come from? And uh, how did you get where you are today? Sure. I'll give you a two-minute overview. I uh, graduated from high school in 1987. I come from a small town, rural Putman County in the middle of Florida. One was patriotic. My father was in the military, so I wanted to serve in the Army. So I enlisted in the United States Army, where I served as a light infantry squad leader with the 10th Mountain Division. After I ended my military service, became very interested in academics, got a bachelor's degree, got a master's degree, got a doctorate in business, entered into the business world as a junior hospital administrator, to believe it or not. Wasn't really all that passionate about it. It wasn't what I thought it was. All the women in my family are nurses. I thought naturally healthcare was the best fit for me. But I was more always on the side of patient care and being a junior administrator, you know, it didn't exactly line up that way. It was more about policy. I made a transition into the biotech industry, doing a lot of Salesforce development. Met two gentlemen. At that time, they were the largest owners of Oceanfront commercial real estate in the state of Florida, Charles A. Bray and Joseph G. Gillespie. They introduced me to the commercial real estate world, specifically hotels and resorts. I went to work for a company called Ocean Waters which was a company that they owned. Very, very large company. They had 45 operating hotels and resorts, uh, another 126 sub companies coming off of that. And that's really how I got kicked off into real estate. And I've been doing that ever since. Charles Abrey uh, retired, moved back to Gainesville, Georgia. I partnered with uh, Joe Gillespie on a company called Inner Circle, in which we acquired 13 distressed assets in which we turned. And then I formed Blackbird Advisors in uh, March of 2020, believe it or not, the day after the pandemic hit, I figured that there would be a place for a consulting world or advising world. At least that was the concept at the time to navigate through this pandemic with all these hotels being closed. I figured foreclosures would be big, bankruptcies would be happening. So I kind of built that model around that. And that's kind of where I'm at today. And love awesome. it. And so... Real quick, um, everyone listening in, if you're watching, of course, I just put the web address down at the bottom of your screen. If you're listening on audio, it's blackbriarus.com. So blackbriarus.com. You can check out and see what he's all about. Wrote tons of, he's got what five books that you've written. So he's got a lot of material you can look at, especially if you're interested in real estate and distressed properties, hotels mainly. But he's got one that I'm interested in as well which is the foundational uh, foundations and principles of real estate investing. So uh, something that, you know, any of us that are interested in real estate can pick up some, some information from. So check those 
Books out. We'll share more about that. Um, and if you look behind him on his back, you know, his backdrop, if you're listening or watching video, you'll see some of the, the titles there behind him. But real quick, Stephen, so for the attorneys listening, which is our audience, you also have a little exposure to to law, and we chatted about that a little bit, and you have your law degree. So give me a, a little background on that. Well, I went to law school at 49 years old back in 2000 and started in 2018 at the Washington University School of Law. I mean, ever since I got in the real estate game, whether it be purchase and sale agreements, contract law, contract disputes, real estate law, I mean, it seems like I'm constantly finding my way into either legal posturing, negotiating documents or litigation, a lot of litigation. I've been through two major bankruptcies associated with real estate. So yeah, I feed a lot of lawyers. I have a ton of lawyers on retainer. I work with a lot of lawyers. I am not a practicing attorney myself. Uh, I leave that to the experts. I know just enough to be able to understand uh, the conversation, but I leave that stuff to the experts. Well, I appreciate that background. Uh, just wanted to have that tie in there. And that that's a good segue into kind of what me and Steven identified as a, a good topic to discuss here today is knowing when to hire an expert for something that you shouldn't be doing. And so as a managing partner or an owner of a firm or owner of a business, or even maybe if you're even a, a C-level or a manager at a firm or a business that you're listening uh, in on, knowing when to bring in an expert to fill the gaps and, and things that you don't have the expertise to do. It's a, you know, time, money, there's a lot of reasons to do it, but I want to kind of segue into that, uh, Stephen, and really what we were talking about, you know, leveraging outside experts to grow your firms. So let's kick into that and give me your thoughts, experiences, and just kind of have a conversation about that. Yeah, let me let me start with the beginning of my career. Obviously, when I first started my own company, I had very little capital. So I had to be the jack of all trades. I wish I could show you my first website because it's absolutely hilarious. That was back in the day when you had that whole, I call it HTML, but it was pretty much looked like a Word document with a picture on it. None of the buttons worked. It, it literally had the name of my company, which was SJ Nally and Associates and a phone number, but nothing worked. All of the links were dead because I couldn't figure out how to get them to work to get to the next page or add a page. I actually did it in old publisher. I don't know if you remember Microsoft Publisher back in the day, but they had this little yep. thing where you could build a website, but it didn't show you really how to do the links or anything. And I literally stuck with that for two years. That was my website. Then I decided to design my own business cards and to save money. I actually printed my own business cards. I've been there doing that. I remember... <laughs> My first business I started was with my father and the slogan he came up with is quality is our business. And then I would hand you this, this paper business card that, that was the opposite. It wasn't very quality. Quality. It's, it's kind of hilarious. We joke about it today. Quality is our business here. Take this piece of crap thing that I printed <laughs> myself on a dot matrix printer. Right. But I began to realize something. A mentor of mine said to me, you see, where do you spend most of your day? You know, and at that time, you know, my business was very, very small real estate, you know, so we're talking about finding deals, negotiating deals, closing deals, coming up with business plans for distressed real estate assets. So he's really expecting me to talk about, well, I spend 75% of my time doing business development, and, but no, no, no. I spend most of my time, you know, printing 
doing printing business cards, printing flyers, creating this and creating that. And then, you know, doing accounting. And he was like, well, how much time do you spend on real estate? And I said, well, not much, but once I get all this other stuff done, then he goes, no, no, no. Cause that's every day. You know, have you thought about hiring, you know, a bookkeeper? Well, yeah, if I hire a bookkeeper though, I'm gonna have to pay that bookkeeper. I think back then it would have been like 15,000 a year. Then he said, well, what is your opportunity cost? And I said, well, what do you mean opportunity cost? He said, if, if you had, if, if the only thing you had to do every day is go out and hunt, because that's what you do best. How many deals do you think you can close in a month? And I remember laughing, talking about probably a hundred. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but yeah, probably a lot. And he said, and if you close 20 deals a month, how much money would you make? How much profit would that be? And I'm like, I don't know, probably a half a million. And he said, how's that 15,000 sound now? And I thought about it and I said, whoa, okay. And he said, you, you have to take, you have to figure out what your expertise is. And let's stick with a lawyer. If you have a litigator and that litigator's reputation is winning cases, okay? Winning cases, that's what they do. They walk into a courtroom, they litigate a case and they win. Or they're good at negotiating settlements. They're good at research, right? You don't see good lawyers, you know, at seven o'clock at night cleaning the office and taking out the trash. You don't see them up at the receptionist desk answering the phones, right? You don't see them doing the bookkeeping and accounting. Some of them do, but the ones that are building firms and building larger businesses are the ones that are going out and finding people that are experts at what they do. So I started doing that. I literally went out and I got me a bookkeeper. Then all of a sudden my world changed. You know, like I don't have to worry about that anymore. I literally go on a business trip. I come back. I hand her a stack of receipts and magically this stuff just happens. You know, I pack a bag, I'm back out. Right. And then one day somebody said, well, Stephen, why don't you hire a travel agent? I said, travel agent, what do I need a travel agent for? They said, man, you spent all this time. And this is before Expedia and before the internet, you spent all this time on the phone calling all these airlines, trying to find the cheapest flight. Why don't you find somebody that knows about that stuff? So I linked up with a travel agent. And I had a membership on a, uh, a monthly basis. I pay X dollars a month and they book all my stuff for me. So next thing you know, I'm not spending any time on the phone, calling around shopping airlines. I literally call this, this number and I say, Hey, Jamie, I need to go to Manhattan. I need to be there by 9 AM on such and such night. And I'm going to have a labor. So I'm going to need a hotel room. Boom. Hour later, get a call back. Steven, you're flying Delta. Uh, here's where you pick up your ticket. You're staying the at the Marriott Courtyard, yada, 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 yada. Boom. Next thing I knew, probably six months later, the only thing that I was doing was chasing deals. I was pitching. I was closing deals. Okay. And now I had a whole new problem. Now I'm operating real estate. Now I'm running real estate. I'm closing deals. I'm turning distressed assets. And the same process happened again. Okay. Guess what? I'm not pitching deals anymore. Now I'm operating assets. Same thing. Stephen, have you ever thought about hiring somebody that you can train? Have you thought about somebody that can do this and do that? At the end of two years, I was no longer booking flights. I was no longer doing bookkeeping. I was no longer answering my own phone. I was no longer building websites. I was no longer printing business cards. I was no longer doing entry-level operations work. And that was the first time I ever made a million dollars. That was the first year I ever made a million dollars. Now, I went from making that first two years, I averaged, I think, 
$48,000 that first year, $60,000, which back then was good money. That, that was good money back then. And yeah. all of a sudden, third year, million four. And the difference was I focused on where I could move the needle. What was I good at? What can I not hire somebody to do? Well, I can't hire somebody to pitch. Not to say I'm the greatest hype man or the greatest pitch man in the world, but I'm selling me. Nobody can sell me as good as me. I know what yeah. I do and how I do it, right? So I can't hire somebody to do that. And guess what? If I ever found myself in a situation where I had to hire somebody to be me, I'm not me anymore. So, which dovetails into this comment. Somebody asked me in an interview about a year ago, how would you compare yourself to Warren Buffett? And after I got done laughing, I said, we're talking <laughs> about Warren Buffett here. My man, that's the GOAT, right? That's, you know, I, I wouldn't compare myself to Warren Buffett. But here's the question. How would he compare himself to me? Because I'm not capable of being Warren Buffett, but I am capable of being the best Stephen Alley I can possibly be. And that's what I strive for every day. Well, I can't be the best Stephen Alley if I'm over here trying to figure out how to build a website, how to get business cards, trying to figure out all this new technology, trying to figure out how to master my social media and all of those factors. Yeah. You know, so I learned how to develop my skill sets. And you'll hear me saying a few of my books. I believe that we should obviously utilize our strengths. We should triple down on our weaknesses, but don't get that misconstrued that, okay, I don't know how to build a website. So I need to become an expert at web design. No, I don't need to be an expert at web design. What I need to be an expert at is identifying people that are experts at doing those certain functions. That's a lot easier to do than to go to school for two years to learn graphic design. Like that takes away from how I, make my money. And I call it the grind. Everything is about a process. And if I have to get off the grind, you know, then, then, then how do I do this? And, and, and I will say this, my wife makes fun of me because I don't cut my own grass. You know, <laughs> we both come from humble beginnings, but the reason I don't cut my own grass is not because I'm lazy. I'm one of the hardest working people I know, you know, but it's because the time value of money, yeah. where's my time best spent. I can either utilize two hours to manicure my yard. Okay, or I can utilize that two hours to do what I know how to do best and generate positive cash flow or income. Plus, the reason that I like to bring in outside experts is because I love small business and I want to see everybody succeed. You know, I'm cheating the landscaping company about they're pretending to do landscaping. Like that's the whole <laughs> reason I do what I do is to generate the income that I generate. Right. But now I give other people an opportunity to do what they do. And I guarantee you that the landscaping guy probably isn't out pitching real estate deals too. You know, everybody has their expertise and what they do. And and it's better, it's better to go out and identify resources because when you look at the most successful companies in the world, and I'm not just talking about based on size, I'm talking about people that know how to run a business and people that know how to run a business understand how to utilize resources. And that's the key, how to build resources, utilize resources with efficiency and to the highest and best use. And there are so many examples, Major League Baseball. If you have a pitcher that throws 104 miles an hour, you don't have him playing center field, man. You don't have him playing center field. You don't have him pitch hitting. You don't have him pinch running, right? You got him on the hill. That's where you got him. And guess what? You don't want to overwork him, right? You want to utilize him with efficiency, uh, because yeah. the objective is to win a World Series, not to win a game, to win a World Series. So you know, there's a lot of examples. 
you know, of that. But that's something I learned early in my career, you know, was how to bring in outside experts. And I, and I do mean experts. If you'll get a bookkeeper that doesn't understand bookkeeping, <laughs> it's probably not going to work out for you. So, I mean, definitely we're looking for talent. now. And I'll say another thing. We always don't agree with these outside experts that we bring in or we talk to because sometimes they're speaking a foreign language to us. Or we watch the YouTube video and we know just enough, you know, uh, <laughs> YouTube to, University to be dangerous. You know, when I first started writing, somebody said, well, Stephen, you need, you need to get help. You need to learn how to write. I'm like, what are you talking about? I need to learn how to write. I write emails every day, bro. My write game is strong. And they're saying, no, no, no. Writing, writing a book is different than, than, than writing a correspondence to someone. You need to. And I struggled. And then finally one day I said, to hell with it. So I hired a writing coach and didn't agree with anything they said. You know, Steve, <laughs> you need to write more this way. And I'm saying, well, what do you know? You're not me. You know, it's, it doesn't matter. But finally, when I said, okay, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take this advice. And I'm going to try it. Everything just kind of came together. So sometimes the people that we don't want to work with are exactly the people we need to work with because oh, those yeah. are the people that are telling us sometimes what we necessarily are resistant to. And maybe there's a reason why we weren't succeeding in that area to begin with, because if we knew the answers, then chances are we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. You know, so that's another thing. We got to listen to these outside experts. I'm not saying that we have to follow blindly. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying give somebody a blank check and let them do whatever they want. But I'm saying at the same time, listen, God gave us two ears and a mouth for a reason. A way we do twice as much listening as we do talking. And sometimes if we listen to understand and we ask the right questions, things will make sense to us. Because I find it amazing. Take a web development company, for instance. All right, so this company has built thousands of websites, and of those thousands of websites, 50 of those are publicly traded companies or very successful companies. Well, damn, man, they're doing something right. Yeah, they're, They must be doing something right. And then you're talking to the guy across the street, right, who graduated from high school and took a graphic design class in high school as a part of his curriculum, and he's telling you, nah, you know, you don't need to do all that, man. Listen, you need a landing page. Right. And then you need this. You're going now. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Because all I really want to do is give people a place to call. Me. Well, you're not really accomplishing anything, you know, but it sounds good to you because you you probably, don't know pay, you probably charge you less. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the bigger company is telling you, you need to do this. You need to go get headshots done. You need to, we need material. We need, here's yeah. a hilarious story. Hired a PR rep one time. Hired a PR rep early in my career. And like 90 days goes by, I got no PR. And I call him up, man. I'm laying into him. I'm like, hey, what the hell, man? I hired you to get me press. He goes, Stephen, you haven't done anything. I said, what do you mean I haven't done anything? He goes, what you want me to write about, man? I mean, you haven't done anything newsworthy. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? That's what I'm paying you for. He goes, I can't make news. What, you want me to do a press release on how you showed up to work every day last week? I mean, do something. Give me something. And I remember being so frustrated, like, well, what did I, what did I hire you for? Well, what I hired him for was to guide me and tell me, listen, here are things that people are interested in right now. Do this, do that. And I'm going, man, I don't have time for that crap. How come you just can't get me some press? Give me an interview with Forbes. He goes, Stephen, nobody locally even knows you. Forbes don't want to talk to you. And I'm going, what good are you? But he was steadily trying to educate me on here's the process. We got to get you doing this and we got to get you doing that. And, and I was very resistant. But once I started listening to him, I started to get some press, hmm. you know, started to get some press locally. 
You know, and now look at you today on the biggest show in the world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency, at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Now, everything you were talking about, I was just taking in because I've been there myself as a business owner many times. And I, I know a lot of attorneys that I've chatted with or I know that are, they don't move, they don't grow, their revenue's the same. It's just cases after cases after, you know, they're working five, six days, seven days a week and their revenue stays the same. They have that one assistant that kind of does everything else. And then something that you said to me too, like kind of resonated, like you hire a bookkeeper, but a lot of times, and you, you said that that knows how to do bookkeeping. Right. I know we did this early on. We hired a person that was an admin assistant who we were like, hey, you need to do some bookkeeping. And they're like, I've never done that before. Let me figure it out. So they're not an expert. They just, right. you're just like, hey, do this for me. Same with a lot of law firms that I like, hey, do our social media for us and then do uh, bookkeeping and, oh yeah, take some some phone calls and try to, you know, convert them and sign them up for cases and things like that. And so it's just, you're just expecting this person who has no experience to just fill all these holes. Right. Oh, you're going to be HR and you're going to hire too. And, and, and just, <laughs> we did that a few times. And Everybody did. Yeah. You have to kind of, but when, I think it's when to, to realize I need to, I need to invest more. I need to get an expert in here. I need to take this to the next level. And so I don't think anyone's going to start out unless they've, unless they've owned companies and, and have some, some money, you know, you, you kind of have to duct tape it together and, and figure it out. But I think the trap is that you just don't ever move out of that. And you're just still stuck with that system. You duct tape together and you end up 10 years later going, crap, I'm still in the same place I was, you know, it's a hard transition to make. I, I know that, you know, you just mentioned a scenario where you keep, you know, some people will hire an office manager. Okay. And that office manager has knowledge. That office manager understands bookkeeping. That office manager understands how to set up and work the phones. They understand shade tree IT in some cases. I mean, office managers are, are great. Matter of fact, I'm seeing that a lot of law firms now are hiring chief operating officers to manage the business, if you will. I think that's great. But then again, I think there are other resources outside of internal hires, such as marketing companies, PR companies. I mean, how is supp somebody supposed to know that you just won a landmark case in your municipality, you know, out in California? How are they supposed to know that? Well, they don't. I mean, chances are the business journal picked it up. The local ABC station picked it up. Or you're gonna, if you want to be known across the country, then you're going to have to hire a PR firm. You know, mm -hmm. to, to be able to disseminate this this news and get you and get you out there. That's something that the office manager is not going to be able to hire. If you want a world class web visibility, it starts with a website build. And that website build is not 
just a website. I tell people this all the time when they say, I need to get a website. No, no, that's not all you need. Okay. <laughs> website is great, but you need the full package that comes with the website. Because if you have a website and nobody can find it, okay, that's a problem. So you Jesus. want, and I don't know what all this is, but you need that full SEO connection. You need your website working with your social media. You need all that linking that's taking place. I'm right now learning about backlinks. I don't even know what the hell that is. But my guy's telling me, Stephen, you need to go out and fix some of these backlinks. And I'm like, okay, well, go fix the backlinks. And he said, well, let me explain to you what it is. I don't care. Fix it. Fix it. Fix the backlinks. If that's going to help my business, then they go out and create these backlinks or fix these backlinks, whatever it is you're talking about. So it's the package that yeah. you need. There are a lot of people out there that can build websites, man. I get text messages from people from India, not that there's anything wrong with India, but tell them I can build you a website, a world-class website for $250. And that sounds appealing. That sounds appealing to me, but that's what I get. I'm going to get a landing page essentially. Okay. But it's not going to function customized the way that I need it to, to interact with my clients or my prospective clients. And that's one thing you know, that I had to learn when I went through about 20 different websites, you know, in, in doing that <laughs> because Sounds in this painful. day and time, that's how we market. We don't do billboards anymore. We don't do TV commercials. I mean, everything is digital now. So it all begins with that platform. And I spent hours discussing with experts here. At the end of the day, here's what I want to get out of this. Here are the people I'm trying to touch. Here's what I want them to know about us. And ultimately, I want that to lead to action. How do I get people to call me? I'm tired of calling people. How do I get people to start calling me? You know, there you go. How, does the PR, how does the PR link into that? How, how do I put all that together? So when we start talking about going out and hiring a, I don't even know what you call them, a company like your company. We're looking for the total package. We're looking for somebody that we can go to and say, listen, I'm looking right now. We've got 250000 a year in revenue. We're looking to go to 5 million in revenue. We know that digital is a major play. How do we get there? You know, yeah. and then go to an expert like you and have you say, okay, let's take a look at your business, yada, 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 yada. Okay, here's what we think that you need. It's not just about going and hiring somebody to build a website. The same thing goes with hiring a lawyer. See, that's how What's the strategy team. behind it, right? Where's, yeah, where's the data? A, lawyer, man. a lot of cases and a lot of your People that are listening right now get ready to crack up laughing because of lawyers. Sometimes I just want to kick the can down the road, man. I know I can't win. There's a contract dispute. I'm in breach, whether it's my fault or not. I'm in breach. Man, I just need to kick the can down the road till February, man. You know, <laughs> and I know that a lot of lawyers would say, well, you know, that's, that's not really a strategy. Well, for me, it is. And I will call my lawyer and I will say, listen, man, I need to kick the can down the road till February. I got other stuff going on right now. I know I'm going to lose. Well, Stephen, then why don't you just settle? Well, I'm not ready to settle. I'm not ready to settle because I got another deal that's hinging on this deal. I got to kick the can down Ooh, the road. Gotcha. My lawyer in that instance is a lawyer that I pick because they understand me and they understand my business. And that's the key. I have an expert at what I do and not just what I do, but they're an expert at Stephen now. They understand what it is that I'm trying to accomplish yeah. with my business and they provide me services, you know, around that. They know what cases I'm more than likely to settle. I mean, yeah, we're going to discuss it, but, but they know me. They know what I do. They know that I would rather die than file a bankruptcy. They, they know that, you know, 
So we're going to try to avoid that. We're always going to try to get something done before we even remotely get close to that point. You know, if there's a downturn in the economy, I mean, I'm one of the fastest guy to start doing a workout with a bang, you know, when, when, you know, when 2006 came or when the pandemic hit, like I'm, I'm ahead of time before we even have a problem saying, Hey, I got 13 hotels closing down because of the pandemic. This is probably going to be a problem and I'm probably not your only problem, but I want to go ahead and resolve this before you get all these other problems on your plate, you know? But I've surrounded myself with people that understand my business. So whether it be hiring a web development company or a, or a digital expert or a lawyer or a, you know, an accounting firm, whatever it is you're hiring, you know, you want somebody that's really going to understand your business, not just somebody that could do the function. And that's the key. And a lot of times the right people we don't want to go with because they are not agreeable. I hate people that agree with me. <laughs> I, I do not want to pay somebody to agree with me. Tell me 10 reasons why this is a bad idea. And that's something I say frequently in my organization. And I say yeah. to outside experts, give me 10 reasons why this isn't going to work. You know, I want to hear it, man. Give me bad news. I want to hear it. And I want to hear it up front. I don't want the people that just say, yes, yeah, Stephen, that sounds great. man. whatever you want to do, we'll make that happen. Like, no, I don't want to force it to happen. Where, where are the holes? Where do you see a problem? with this is this too risky you know it, it, we want it done right you know and if your way might not be right exactly i want to hear it i'm paying people money for their expertise that's what i'm paying them for i could get somebody to agree with me for free but i want people that are going to tell me what it is that i need to know because my business would not be successful today if it wasn't for all those third-party professionals that say to me you know on a monthly basis i you know Stephen, i that, that might be a step too far. I, I don't know about that one. Or you probably don't want to do this particular deal at this time. You know, it's just right now with everything you got on your plate, you know, this might be the bridge too far. Or, you know, Stephen, I don't know that you want to buy that paper, you know, on that bankrupt entity right now. There's just too much litigation in that case. You're basically buying your way into a lawsuit you can't win. So, and I'm involved in one of those now. I'm, I can't say uh, where it is because everybody would know what it is, but, you know, I'm in the midst, in the middle of a bankruptcy right now as a, uh, as a receiver mm. uh, in a federal bankruptcy court for an asset in the Caribbean. And I've never seen so much litigation in my life. Wasn't quite aware of that when I came into the situation, but now looking at it, it's like, man, like this is just as crazy. And, just on our side, one, two, three, four, there's about nine lawyers on our side, you oh. know, and there was vigorous debate every single day about this, that, and the other thing, which there needs to be. And when my lawyers tell me, Stephen, you can't do that. I listen. I listen <laughs> the same way that when my pure color designs tells me, you know, Stephen, that's, that's great. It sounds cute, but you don't want to do that to your website. I listen. I'm like, okay, well, you got me to where I'm at. All right. So I, I owe you some respect for that. So I'm, I'm going to listen. Now, every now and again, I'll say, all right, well, listen, uh, we're going to do this anyway. The debate portion's over. It, it's not less frequent than frequent. But, you know, I just think that if people can identify early, you know, what it is that they do, how does this business actually make money? And I'm the guy driving mm -hmm. the bus. You know what I mean? Then I got to be driving the bus, you know? And I can't drive the bus unless I got the right navigator on board, right? I got the right people on the bus because me driving a, what do you call it? A, a Greyhound bus 
all by myself. Well, I should have went and got a Fiat, man. You know what I mean? Because there's nobody on the bus. The bus is too big. I got the wrong vehicle. But if you want that big vehicle, then you're going to need paying passengers and you're going to need some staff, you know, for that bus. And the majority of the experts in my company are third party. The majority of them. There's only nine employees in my company that are on payroll. Everybody else is either a 1099 and most of them are 1099. They have their own companies, you know, because- I'm huge in leveraging resources, you know, like I could hire you, Kevin, as an individual or for the same money, I can hire your company and I get all the resources in your office. So why would I take you and not (laughs) get everything a hundred percent of you, which is your resources, your knowledge, your, and your third parties, because I always joke around about, I have a company, which I'm joking. Yeah, that's a good point. You're exactly right. Called I know a guy which I do. And if I don't know a guy, man, I know a guy that knows a guy. Meaning when you tap into somebody else's business, you not only get them, Kevin, I bet I could call you tomorrow and say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going into a patent issue. I'm trying to get something patented and I need a good patent attorney. And I bet if you don't know a guy, you know, a guy that knows a guy, but I know a few. Yeah. Because I'm a client of yours. I get to utilize all of those resources that you have, your Rolodex, your one phone call away. So a lot of times it's not just about tapping into that single expertise. It's about tapping into the guys, you know, and the guys they know. And you may call me one day and say, Stephen, you know, me and the missus are looking to buy a, you know, piece of residential property to use it as a vacation home and supplement our income. Well, guess what? I know a guy. <laughs> I don't know a guy. That guy knows a guy, right? That's so a good I'm, point. You know, I'm big into leveraging networks, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point, and, and it's funny what you said about hiring one person and the cost of hiring like a whole company. And I use that all the time, actually, when I'm talking to a, a potential client, and it's usually the truth. Like, say we cost five thousand a month. Well, you hire a person with benefits. You're right. paying probably at least that per month. And so then you're getting their very narrow expertise, which yep. maybe they don't have any expertise. Maybe they just, you know, they're generalists and they can do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So it's, that's a good point. And then, yeah, yeah when, you on, when you have a relationship with that other company or vendor or whoever you want to call them, who do they know? They have a whole company. They have employees. They have people. They have third parties, right? Yeah. That you maybe to be able to leverage and get access to as well. That makes a lot of sense. And Kevin, I can't tell you how often I do that. It's probably maybe once a week, man. I'll, I'll call somebody that I work with and ask them, hey, hey, listen, I'm making this up. I got an issue with my hot water heater. I need to hire somebody to come out and swap this out. But the hot water heater I have is outdated. I don't know anything about hot water heaters. And just because they're a third-party maintenance company, they handle the maintenance at all of my hotels from a 50,000-foot flyover. Boom. Hey, Steve, we don't deal with residential, but my boy Roy... <laughs> That's what he does. Five minutes later, I'm on the phone with Roy, and Roy's going, yeah, the XT360. Like, yeah, that's out of date. You replace that with the Samsung 4800. You know, where do you live at? St. Augustine. Look, I have the guy there tomorrow. Like, seriously? All because of a third-party company that handles my maintenance. I could call that guy about fixing a car. I mean, that guy has a company, and he has 1,200 employees across the United States that are all experts at working on stuff. Like, and that's what I mean. When you hire a company, you're getting all of that expertise, not just the line items that are on your contract, you know, but you're getting all of that expertise, 
you know? I, that, I think that's another good point too, to like not, if you have a company that you're under contract with or whatever, like have a relationship with them. Like how else can they help you? Because they're, they're happy to, I know I'm happy to help clients that, uh, that have anything and it might not be anything that we do or sell. And that's totally cool. And if I'm, I usually, I have a list of referral partners in a spreadsheet, yeah. my accountants, my lawyer, any professional services that I pay for, I recommend them to anyone because I wouldn't work with them if I didn't recommend them. And then it could be, Hey, Kevin, we need to do this kind of social media. We don't do that. Okay. We need to do uh, we want a billboard or TV. We don't do that, you know, and, but I'm happy to refer to them. And sometimes they're not a fit for us. And I'll say, Hey, we're probably not a fit for you. I got a list of people that would do a good job for you that I trust that, you know, either have worked for me or they specialize in what you need. Yeah. And you so, know, a guy. yeah. So ask your, your experts, they probably know a lot more and have connections beyond what oh, they yeah. Do. And that's reciprocal. When people call me and they say, you know, hey, Steven, let me let me talk to you about finance. Let me talk to you. Where do you think where do you think the economy is going? Where do you think the real estate markets are? Because that's something I study on a daily basis. You know, yeah, I got 10 minutes, man. What, what you want to know? You know what? I don't specifically know about that, but let me let me get Johnny on the phone. Johnny knows. You know, so that's reciprocal. I build relationships, not just uh, not just clients and, 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 and the reverse of that. I establish relationships, man. If, if my if the people that I work with are not inviting me to their weddings and things of that nature, then I haven't done a good job with that relationship because that's the relationship that I try to have where I'm providing more value to that individual than they need what they're getting paid or what they're paying me for. I mean, I want to provide enough value. And here's the secret to where if they had to cut their whole entire life down to five people, I'm going to make the cut. Like we can't get rid of this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's important to me because that is the one sure way to be valuable is to provide endless value period, you know? And I've always tried to do that. And I, and I get that, you know, in return, you know, nobody's ever said to me, well, Steven, that's not really what we do. You don't pay us for that. So, you know, it's always, yeah. What, what, whatever, whatever's mine is yours, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, was like, I like that. That's, that's the, yeah, the way it should be. That's the way I like to be. You know, obviously you say, Hey, you know, we can't do that for you or we don't do that or have the expertise, but hold on. I got someone for you and being able to be that resource uh, is huge, you know, and I get referrals sometimes that we, it's something I used to do 10 years ago. It's like, Hey, we don't do that anymore. Nope. But that's totally cool. I got, a, I got a guy. Right. And yeah. take the referral, let them know that, Hey, I talked to you, the referral you gave me, I, I referred them to this other person and just want to let you know, and having that follow up too, I think it's pretty important. Uh, if not, they're yeah. not going to refer you other people, right? Hey, I referred them this and I never heard back. I don't have no clue if they helped him or not. So making sure you update that person that's referring you. Hey, thank yeah, you. Listen, I'm, I'm going to throw yeah. this out there to your, to your guest. I don't, I don't know which lawyers represent what, but if you have attorneys that are listening and they practice bankruptcy law, or they have represent people in the real estate or hospitality industry, and they have a particular case and they want to reach out to me gratis, I give my opinion for free. Everything's not a here, sign this, write me a check, and then I'll talk. If someone was to call me and say, hey, listen, I'm representing a client right now that, that owns a distressed asset that is a source of litigation. Do you mind taking a look at a profit and loss statement or a trailing 12 and give us your opinion? I'll do that gratis. 
That's because looking at stuff is not how I make a living, you know? Yeah. And then hopefully they remember that a year, two years down the road. And then when they get to that point, they're like, hey, I know who can help with this, you know, Blackbriar Advisors. So I'm all about, and I throw that out there. Anybody can reach out to me at any time and say, I have a situation. Can you take a look at this? Now, I'm not going to underwrite a feasibility study gratis. That, that takes about two weeks and a whole lot of resources. But if you want me to eyeball a profit and loss statement and tell you where you're at on your KPIs or take a look at some documents, you know, I'll sign a non-disclosure and take a look at it. And then maybe somewhere down the road, you can get with me before you get to that process. And I can do what it is that I really do because awesome. I am about providing that value. And 90% of my clients come from that, by the way, 90% of my clients are people that I've already met. They're not cold calls. They're people that are calling me up going, Hey, you know, Steven, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I met you about seven years ago and we were working on that such and such deal. And you wrote that opinion for us or whatever, you know, I've got another situation, you know, that you might be interested in. Absolutely. Let's take a look at it. You know, so anybody listening can reach out to me through, you know, the Blackbriar website, you know, and ask me a question. I'll answer the question. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. And I don't know many people that specialize in what I specialize in. And that is distressed hotel assets. Uh, I I jokingly, I wrote the book. Hey, now I got a guy because I didn't have a guy before. Yeah, I, I wrote the book, The Ultimate Guide to Managing Distressed Hotel Assets. So when I say I'm the guy that wrote the book, it's funny, but yeah, I'm the guy that wrote the book. I wrote the book on managing distressed hotel assets, soup to nuts, you know? So, you know, that's yeah, well, out if, you, if you're listening or watching, you go to blackbriarus.com. I guess, you, you know, they can contact you through that website. And then also his book is also featured right on there. If you want to take a look at that yep. and learn more, you can buy his books on Amazon. There's one that I'm purchased for uh, the principles of real estate that I'm going to be reading. So. Yeah, and I appreciate you being so open. Kevin, that's and, uh, a, real quick, really that's, a, that's a good book. That The Foundation of Principles of Real Estate Investing is, is from a residential standpoint. That's not commercial. Which my is what wife, I'm in. So. Yeah, my wife owns residential investment property. And, and, and that's where that kind of comes from. But that's, you know, the different ways of acquiring and financing residential property, the different ways of operating it, whether it's to rent, whether it's to what we call flip, to renovate and flip. There are probably 10 different strategies you know, to utilize. I had a lot of fun. Matter of fact, I had more fun writing that book than I think I did any of the others, just because of all the different places that it took me and all the different ideas and different ways of structuring deals and executing deals. But, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know? Well, excellent. I appreciate you sharing today and, you know, open it up to that. And hopefully some, if you're watching, you have a need, connect with Steven, just please do it. I also, I connected with him on LinkedIn. So uh, he was responsive there. You can go check him out. Just search his name on, on LinkedIn and Steven Nelly, you can find him right there. I'm sure he'll respond to you pretty quickly. Great guy to know, especially if you're growing a successful law firm and, and real estate's something that you're interested in. So I would definitely reach out and connect with him, uh, at least follow him on LinkedIn. So you can, you can see what he's up to. Steven, I love what you had to share today. I'm hundred percent on board. You know, you gotta hire the right people, bring on the experts. You can't do it yourself in house. It makes sense. And this is not a pitch to to say you need to hire someone like us or my, my company, but you know, find the right people, surround yourself with good people. You need to have professionals. You need to have experts, accountants. And I, I like what you said earlier too, that understand you, and right. I, you know, you can have an accountant that's just, they don't, they're not, they don't really bend or move. They don't bring in ideas. They don't say, Hey, what about this? Right. We can save money here. We can do that. Like, that's not good. You want that person that's like proactive and Hey, 
you know, we can save you money, Kevin, if we did this, or if you restructured this way, or I wish you kept all the receipts for the, all the work you did on that property, because, you know, that's, we can write all that off. So you need people that are experts and that they're bringing you information that you just don't have access to. And you shouldn't, you need to spend your time doing what you do, running your business. If that's selling for your firm or managing the people, whatever you're good at, at your firm, you right. need to be doing more of that and not less of it. So Roger that. Heck yeah. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Steven, I love what you had to share. And hope everybody will check out your site, connect with you. Obviously, you want to check out this podcast. We have the podcast up on our website. So ArrayDigital.com. It's at the bottom of your screen. So ArrayDigital.com. You can go to the podcast and sort by state. We have almost every single state or by practice area. So if you wanted to find a bankruptcy attorney or a personal injury attorney, in a certain state, they're probably going to be on here. And we're really growing this this podcast. So uh, always looking for great guests like Steven. We're bringing on some industry experts that are not just attorneys, but experts in other areas like CPAs or marketers to bring you some better content. And yeah, we're going to take the next level. So I appreciate you tuning in to the show. And we'll see you next time. Steven, anything else you want to add? No, sir. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for sharing. Everyone check Steven out. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.